This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 5.08 and you are with Lynn and Sharmila and it's time for Puppet Puppet Parliament where we bring you updates from the Day One Riot. Let's kick things off with a question from former PM and Pago MP, Tan Sri Mohidin Yassin, who wanted to know whether the government would consider immediate short-term measures to alleviate the burdens of those in the B40 community, along with businesses and sectors that haven't yet recovered. So he expressed concern that the economy potentially being worse off than when he was Prime Minister. Here's a snippet of that question. Boleh tak katakan kabinet Malaysia bukannya bapak menteri saja melihat ini secara lebih khusus dan mencadangkan sebagai satu pakej rancangan khusus untuk menangani masalah katalah untuk tempoh 2 tahun saja dengan katalah peruntukan 100 ke 200 bilion yang mana melibatkan fiskal itu suntikan kerajaan ataupun non fiskal macam moratorium bank kerajaan tak keluar satu sen EPF kerajaan tak keluar satu sen tapi saya dah tahu pendirian kerajaan Madani ini sekarang ini kata itu tak boleh dilaksanakan. Jadi kalau itu saja tak ada, sedangkan strategi yang amat sebut tadi akan mengambil masa lama yang tua. Jadi saya bimbang tahu tahun ini keadaan akan tambah lebih tu. Mungkin lebih ramai orang akan hilang pekerjaan. Pendapatan tidak ada. B40 sudah jadi B61 dah. Jadi kalau tidak ada ketegasan pihak kerajaan, apa langkah yang nak dibuat segera supaya masalah ini tidak akan berlaku? That was Tan Sri Muhyiddin Yassin. Uh, the Minister of Economy, Rafizi Ramli, responded to the question and some might say that shots were fired. Pertamanya, berdasarkan kepada unjuran dan prestasi ekonomi sekarang, kita insyaAllah tidak akan menjadi lebih teruk daripada semasa zaman paguh menjadi Perdana Menteri. InsyaAllah. Kerana kalau berdasarkan kepada... Silence. Tengoklah, tengoklah. Paguh tanya... Paguh tanya, Menteri jawab. Baik, lah. baik, baik, baik. Dan Menteri jawab bertanya berdasarkan kepada data-data kerajaan yang ada. Kalau lihat kepada saiz keluaran dalam negara kasar kita sekarang yang dipertua, semua sektor telah pulih kecuali satu saja iaitu pertanian. Jadi kalau Paguh mengatakan bahawa keadaan pada tahun ini akan menjadi lebih teruk daripada sebelum ini, Data-data ekonomi yang ada itu tidak menyokong apa yang disebut oleh Paguh. Yang keduanya, walaupun Paguh mengatakan kerajaan boleh memperuntukkan 200-300 bilion, kita juga sedar bahawa kami terpaksa mewarisi satu bebanan hutang yang besar Paguh sebab itu dalam suasana yang ekonomi sudah pun melepasi endemik. Dan kita juga memastikan bahawa kita menangani cabaran-cabaran antarabangsa yang terbaik ialah mengimbangi di antara suntikan dan bantuan dengan mengukuhkan keadaan fiskal negara. Kerana Paguh juga tahu contohnya, kerajaan kita sekarang ini berada dalam defisit. Kalau contohnya kerajaan mengambil hutang sehingga 200-300 bilion seperti yang disebut oleh Paguh, kita mengambil hutang dalam suasana kadar faedah antarabangsa lebih tinggi ini akan terus mewariskan beban hutang negara kepada kerajaan dan generasi akan datang seperti mana kami mewarisi sehingga 
40 bilion lebih setiap tahun adalah semata-mata untuk membayar hutang-hutang yang telah pun diambil sebahagiannya semasa paguh menjadi Perdana Menteri. So, uh, you just heard the Minister of Economy, Rafizi Ramli, talking about the debt that the new government inherited from the spending of the previous administration. In case you missed it, I think the repeated pago mentions <laughs> uh, would have made it clear exactly whose question he was responding to. Uh, let us know if you want to see any of the pandemic era measures, you know, financial packages, loan moratoriums, etc., making a comeback. Do you think that they're still needed? You can call 7733 send a WhatsApp or a voice note to 018-789-8899, tweet at BFM Radio. Up next, we have Banda Kuching MP, Dr. Kelvin Yi, who requested updates on the government's efforts to decriminalise suicide. Deputy Minister in the PM's Department for Law and Institutional Reform, Ram Kalpal Singh, started by affirming that suicide must be viewed through a health lens and not through a criminal or punitive one. He also said that amendments are being finalised after several rounds of engagement with the relevant parties. So here he is giving an example of a specific amendment to the Mental Health Act that would be needed to ease rescue Mental Health Act itu pada masa sekarang menimbulkan masalah berkenaan dengan penakrifan seorang yang ingin cuba membunuh diri. Ini boleh menimbulkan masalah berkenaan dengan usaha-usaha untuk menyelamatkan orang tersebut. Jadi untuk menyenangkan usaha menyelamatkan tersebut, rescue efforts, maka mental health tech itu perlu dipindah untuk menyenangkan, untuk mengambil keluar apa itu penakrifan seorang yang cuba membunuh diri untuk membolehkan enforcement officers seperti bomba, polis dan sebagainya untuk terus uh, menyelamatkan uh, orang yang ingin cuba membunuh diri tersebut bagi tujuan membawanya ke uh, hospital bagi tujuan uh, penilaian dalam tempo 24 jam. Uh, kami berharap bahawa uh, rang undang-undang ini akan dibawa dalam sesi parlimen ini sekarang juga untuk dibentangkan, dibahaskan dan diluluskan. You just heard the Deputy Minister in the Prime Minister's Department for Law and Institutional Reform, Ram Kapal Singh, saying that amendments to decriminalise suicide will likely be tabled in this sitting of Parliament. Now, briefly, there were discussions on strengthening the position and use of the national language in higher learning. Deputy Higher Education Minister Datuk Yusuf Abdal said that an action plan on empowering Basa Melayu as the language of knowledge has just kicked off for public higher learning institutions. He also said that since private institutions are not publicly funded, there's more leeway for them to not use Bahasa. This is quite a salient point, right? Because mm. I think that for many people, particularly those who who study in private institutions or for that matter who leave the country pretty soon after secondary school, that that is the exact point at which the usage of Bahasa really starts to dip. Yes, very much so because it's not compulsory to take up Bahasa Malaysia anymore in your higher education institutes. And then it very much depends on how much you use it in daily life and mm. even then that doesn't always mean that you will have the, the vocabulary for deeper or longer discussions, right? Because if you're talking about the context of university and the kind of debates and papers that theoretically you should be able to write yes. and communicate in, then I'm not sure that that many people who aren't studying Bahasa in a in an academic setting would be able to still have that facility of language. No, uh, but I can also see something like this, um, like the issues that come up with language even in uh, schools, becoming quite a 
lightning rod for controversy, I think. Because yes. if you're, it's one thing to start a campaign that's about um, empowering, uh, perhaps a soft approach. It's another to to make it perhaps something more compulsory. Mm. So let us know, do you think there should be more efforts to increase the use of Bahasa when it comes to private higher education? Because as the ministry has pointed out, they are not publicly funded. So therefore... If they don't want to use Bahasa, they can often not. Um, and also, if BM isn't the language that you learn in, um, do you then take effort to incorporate it into your everyday life? You can call 7733-2900, send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet at BFM Radio. Now to close off, we have Pasir Mas MP Ahmad Fadli Shari bringing up the Thai hot guy event that you may have seen um, making the headlines. I have not seen these headlines, Charmila. Tell me more. <laughs> so, in a nutshell, guys dressed in crop tops and miniskirts were pictured on a promotional poster for a club opening. And for some context, these are guys from an actual Thai restaurant in Bangkok that's famous for having waiters, entertainers who dress up in uh, lingerie. They kind of dance about. Yeah. Right. And so the poster has been making the rounds and causing a stir for all the reasons you would expect. Past members have described it as immoral and hedonistic and are unhappy about the event taking place during Ramadan. Uh, and going back to the Pasemas MP, he tied the event to a question about Malaysia Madani and asked if it was reflective of the Malaysia Madani agenda. Here's the Deputy Minister for Sabah and Sarawak Affairs and Special Duties, Dr. Wilson Ugat Kumbung, briefly addressing that question. Dengan uh, adanya agenda-agenda program begitu yang berhormat, janganlah masuk. Kerajaan kita tidak ada program-program seperti yang dikatakan yang berhormat tadi. So mohonlah Malaysia Berdani tak akan teruskan dengan program yang tidak sihat tu yang berhormat. Yang tidak sihat itu berhormat kerana rakyat Malaysia yang berbilang kaum, berbilang gama, kita percayalah. Dan program Berdani ini adalah satu inisiatif untuk memberikan pembangunan kepada rakyat yang miskin tegar kos cara hidup yang susah sekarang. Terima kasih. That was Deputy Minister for Sabah and Sarawak Affairs and Special Duties, Datuk Wilson Ugat Kumbong, clarifying that the Thai Guy event has nothing to do with Malaysia Madani, which I think in and of itself seems obvious. Uh, also bad news for the club, DPKL has said that they will be taking action after they found out that they do not have a valid licence. And that is it for today's wrap-up of Day One Rakyat. Some of what we covered, um, the former PM calling for more immediate measures to help people and businesses after saying the economy will be worse off now than before. Allegations which the Minister of Economy strongly refuted, um, instead pointing out the issue of debt that was inherited by this administration. Uh, also the plans in motion to decriminalise suicide, the efforts to strengthen the use of BM in public universities, but not necessarily private, and the Thai hot guy event that got past kind of rattled. Uh, if you want to weigh in, that number to call again, double seven double three two nine hundred. Send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.